I'm loving it. I hope this isn't copyrighted. Anyways, um, welcome back to Guppy's Corner Unfiltered. Today we're going to be talking about two very serious topics. Um, we're going to be talking about why the U.S. needs a $15 minimum wage. And the second is about Nigeria's police brutality crisis and SARS, as you may have heard. Now let's first talk about the $15 minimum wage. So this has been in talks for several years now, but now that Biden is in office, people want it more than ever. Now people are divided on this topic, but I feel strongly about needing a $15 minimum wage. The only argument people have regarding the $15 minimum wage is that, oh, the prices are going to go up, you know, everything is going to go up, then we can't afford all the foods and blah, blah, blah. Let me just say something. Prices have been going up. And let me just tell you, you know when the last time the federal minimum wage increased? Increased in 2009 when it was $7.25. And it has not changed ever since. It has been, oh God, like 11, no, it's it's been 12 years. In 12 years, you know how much prices have gone up? But the federal minimum wage, it's still the same. So we do need a federal minimum wage. It's $7.25. Oh, Jesus, you can't even think about it in the Bay Area where I live. You need a livable minimum wage here. And by minimum wage, I don't mean that you're barely scraping by enough to live with a roommate to survive. I mean, actually being able to afford living on your own. Like the bare minimum. I think we need that much human decency, do we not? And so, low wages. Okay, so I'm looking at this article by New York Times and says that Low wages hurt all workers and are particularly harmful to black and Hispanic workers, and especially women of color, and they make up a disproportionate share of workers who are severely underpaid. And this system, this economic system, this structural racism and sexism, this is not a shallow problem. This system is rooted in slavery, and where people of color especially women of color, have continually, continuously been shunted into the most unpaid jobs. Sometimes, in the beginning, they were not even paid. They were slaves. They, were, they had these labor jobs, and they would work day and night, wearing off their body in order to help these white families flourish, for this country to flourish. And what do we get in return? Nothing. And said, we are thrown. We were discarded. Okay, We were told to deal with this generational trauma. And when they look at us, they say, it's your own choice. It's your own choice. The audacity they say, they, they have to say that to us. But let's go back to raising the minimum wage. And so this $15 minimum wage, it's not just going to help us have a livable wage. By 2025, it, this can narrow racial and gender pay gaps. And this is what the act would do. So first, it would raise the minimum wage from $9.5 right this year and increase it in steps until it reaches $15 an hour in 2025. And after 2025, we adjust the minimum wage each year to keep pace with the gross and the medium wage, which is what we should have been doing, but instead, no and the measure of wages for typical workers. And we phase out the egregious subminimum wage, sorry, I couldn't read that word, for tipped workers, which has been frozen at a mere $2.13 since 1991. 
and we sunset unacceptable subminimum wages for workers with disabilities employed in sheltered workshops and for workers under age 20. This is a huge problem. Disabled workers are not paid the minimum wage that they should be given. They Some are even paid $2 an hour. The disableism. This has been continued on and people have been fighting and writing petitions for this, but nothing. If the continues ignorance towards people with disabilities, towards autistic people, is not okay. And I can tell you for sure, a lot of my friends have been severely underpaid and overworked when they were in high school. They were not paid well, and I assure you, they knew that. We knew that. I mean, they didn't. we didn't really know that, but the workers knew that. Our boss knew that. Our managers knew that. And they were fine with it because they knew that we were still worried. We would still work our asses off. We would work way over the minimum wage because we were young, and they took advantage of us. So... I mean, I've been there too. I've experienced that firsthand. It's not okay. If that ever happens to you, you have to leave. And I know that that's not as easy as it sounds, but you cannot let yourself be mistreated in an industry like that. And now, of course, I understand the situations. I, I'm also at a situation where I can't just quit my job because I need money to pay for college. But if you're able to find another job, jump at that opportunity right now i am looking i am continuously looking for another part-time job because i just can't stand working at my place any longer back to the raise the wage cap so what are the benefits of this so gradually raising the federal minimum wage would lift pay for nearly 32 million workers and that is 21 percent of the u.s workforce and affected workers who work year-round can earn up to 330 three thousand three hundred dollars a year enough that's a tremendous difference okay i am also cashier and that makes a tremendous difference in life of a cashier home health aide or fast word worker and they we struggle to make less than twenty five thousand dollars a year i can confirm that i work no i pay i get like half of that let's be honest here and a majority, 59% of workers whose total employment income is below the poverty line will receive a pay increase if the minimum wage were raised to $15 by 2025. And this would reverse decades of growing pay inequality. For example, minimum wage increases in the late 1960s explained the 20% of the decrease in the black-white earnings gap in the years that followed. A $15 minimum wage by 2025 would generate $107 billion in higher wages. This would help stimulate the economy and stir greater business activity and job growth, as people may not believe. That's true. There is everything positive about this minimum wage, except for the business owners who don't want to pay their workers and want more profit. Let's be real. So... That's it for about the $15 federal minimum wage. So that it, this was part of the COVID relief plan, and this passed in the House of Representatives. This week, the Senate will vote on it. However, the Senate is equally divided in terms of Democrats and Republicans. So it's not going to be as easy to pass, but we're going to hope for it. We're going to make sure. We're going to try, and we're going to fight for this. Now let's talk about SARS. Now, this is a little bit personal to me because I have a friend who is from Nigeria who had experienced SARS firsthand. So what is SARS? You may have heard about this all over social media. Hashtag end SARS. 
So this is a Nigeria's police brutality crisis. So what is happening is that this youth flood movement in Nigeria, which was actually started because of the Black Lives Matter movement after George Floyd was murdered. So this movement happened after that, and it's demanding an overhaul of how Africa's most populous country is governed. It began with a protest about police brutality and expanded into October into the largest popular resistance over the government has faced in years. And, and this is about multiple things regarding own government and, and corruption. So let's talk about what is SARS. So end SARS, it means end the special anti-robbery squad. So this is basically the military, but an extremely um, corrupt military. This was created in 1984 to combat an epidemic of violent crimes, including robberies, carjackings, and kidnappings. Now, it has been credited with having reduced lawlessness over the years. In the beginning, I'm sorry, the police unit was later accused of becoming a criminal enterprise that acts with impunity. They're rarely hold, held accountable for their behavior. Now, I want to talk about my friend who has experienced this firsthand. I would love to talk to her right now about it, but she is busy, so um, I am talking about this in her stead, if that is okay with you guys. So what she has told me is that nearly every single person, every single child had an encounter with SARS. They are known to just go into people's home, take jewelry, money, everything that they see and want, and they get away with it. And some people who don't want to be threatened by SARS, what they do is that they bribe them. Money, money, money. And now... Of course, it's not as severe, or maybe it is just as severe, um, America's police brutality. It has been a continuous problem. Like I said, um, like I mentioned before, George Floyd. I have friends at work who are Latine, and they tell me that they live in Richmond, Oakland, and when they're driving, they are stopped by police cars. They didn't do anything. They, they didn't drive, they weren't speeding, they weren't doing anything, but they stopped them. And they asked for insurance, they asked for their passport, they asked for everything. And they try to see if they're illegal or not. They put their hands right in front of the car, right in front of them, and they just have to be respectful. And this happens all the time. It annoys me because, and people say, oh, no, why don't you like tell them, like, this is illegal, this is against the law. Well, sadly, in America, if you talk back to police officers, what happens is you just end up getting hurt. <laughs> and if you're a person of color, you might even end up getting killed. That is the police system in America today. And it is similar like the one in Nigeria. The power, the corruption within this system has been rooted, has been rooted in this country for hundreds of years. Now, in June, the Amnesty International issued a report so that they had documented at least 82 cases of torture, ill treatment, and extrajudicial executions by SARS officers. Now, this um, protest has started around October, and this has been going on continuously, and it has been an amazing to see so many young people fight for freedom, fight for justice equality but how SARS has responded has the government responded has been truly heartbreaking 
So I encourage you guys to donate to any organizations dedicated to helping the um, youth-led protest group, you know, with food, with money, everything. Make sure that they are able, that make sure that the nation's youths are getting what they want. These these kids, half the population is under the age of 19, and they're already doing more work than most of us have ever had. That is it today for Guppy's Corner, Unfiltered. Thank you for listening, and I will be back next week. Thank you so much. I'll something else next week.